Tuesday, November 4, 2021. This is The Better Life. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson. Living a better life means cash and a World Series MVP ticket. Shout out to Jason Weingarten of Spreadopedia. He was on uh, Gil's show, A Numbers Game, uh, I believe what la- early last week or maybe the week before I came over, just before the World Series started. Mentioned that he liked Jorge Soler at 35-1. to 1. Uh, and I had I went ahead and took it. Went ahead and took it. Thirty-five to one MVP ticket cashes. I was up until like midnight staring at my phone after the game had ended, waiting for them to announce it. Uh, always fun to cash those. I've you know I went a long time uh, not really cashing long shots. I think twenty to one had been the longest that I'd cashed for a really long time, and that was uh, I believe the Giants to win the two thousand and twelve World Series. Um, and that was the longest, uh, longest odds that I'd ever cash. And then just recently, I mean, these past couple of years, I had Lil last year to win Liga. Uh, I got, you know, um, Iga Swatek 30 to one in the French open. Uh, and now Jorge Soler 35 to one, um, in the, uh, MVP world, uh, world series. I have Adam Buxa, uh, to be top goal scorer. Uh, in the MLS, he has one more game to go. He needs a brace. He needs two goals to tie. He needs three goal. He needs a hat trick to become the leading goal scorer of MLS. I have that at ninety-five to one. Ninety-five to one. Uh, so be- best believe. Uh, who knows if they're gonna? Who knows how much they're really gonna play him? Uh, being that the, you know they don't their their playoff position is set. There's really nothing they can do there. But they might care enough about the uh, about him possibly getting that award to to give him some opportunities. So uh, that's my next sort of uh, long shot odds that I'm sweating. On to today's show. Mark Duvall joins me for another better viewing episode. This one a little gra- a grab bag, if you will. Uh, sort of. But what I, what I like about these types of episodes, I know we've really come to enjoy the movies. Um, you know, we're we're enjoying luck at the moment. But one thing I like about the ep- the type of episode that we did do today, where we just sort of find scenes and different uh, TV shows, because that's what truly inspired this series. Uh, truly inspired this series of episodes that uh, Mark and I do was realizing hey like gambling pops up in tv movies and just little brief scenes the show's not about it the the movie's maybe not about it maybe the episode isn't even gambling related but boom there's a reference there there's a scene there um and so i enjoy doing these because it because it calls back to the sort of the origin uh of why i wanted to to do these with mark uh we talk we cover uh a couple episodes from the new seasons of ted lasso and rick and morty uh, we talk. We touch on a couple episodes from the uh, the uh, the web series The Guild. Uh, we also talk about an episode of Disenchantment, as well as a bounty commercial, Bounty the Paper Towel commercial, and then ultimately we we do we have a brief discussion on Squid Game. Um, yeah, I think you'll like it. Hopefully, you've seen some of these. If not, uh, it's a brief episode, so it's okay. Mark Duvall and I covering a handful of episodes. Enjoy. Go for it. I'm ready. All right. Mark Duvall from You Can Bet On That. Sir, how the hell are you? I'm very good, Tim. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I had Jorge Soler 35 to 1 to win MVP of the World Series. So really, uh, I woke up a very happy man. Nice. So oh, I went to good. bed a very happy man because I did not go to bed till I heard the announcement. But you know, um, when we met up in Las Vegas, I was telling you how great it is as a sports fan to live on the West Coast because you don't have to stay up to these ungodly hours <laughs> to get results me. for all the games. Sure, you get you know the East Coast games, but Gosh, anything that starts, you know, like we have plenty of games that start here, you know, after seven o'clock Pacific time. Yeah. And, you know, if you want the results, you're you guys, you guys are up past midnight easily. Okay, a little hodgepodge. uh, Shout out to Shane Meals, a little hodgepodge of uh, of shows here, Mark. Uh, next week we will, or next week, next time we'll do luck episodes three and four. Uh, but, uh, this week we'll be doing some, uh, little, little grab bag. going to start with Rick and Morty, 
uh, season five, episode four. The episode is called Rick Dependent Spray. Um, I'm not going to get too much into the plot here other than how it uh, pertains to <laughs> how it pertains to what I'm talking about because it's kind of a uh, – it's a it's it's definitely has um, – like not childish humor it has like uh like just gross humor it's, involved yeah here. it's yeah. one of the grossest episodes for sure without yeah. really being gory right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um i overall was uh oh i was overall pleased with the latest season but this was definitely an episode that i didn't really care for yeah but the only reason I, the reason i included it and the reason why we're searching on it first is there was enough Vegas in it that I thought it was it was worth mentioning here. Uh, yes. Even though even though we try to focus mostly on gambling, there was enough of it where I was like, I kind of feel like we should talk. So um, first, uh, you know, the, these sperm monsters get created. Uh, if you haven't seen it, don't don't like what were you talking about? Like if you've seen it, great. If not, just roll with me here. Uh, these these sperm monsters are created. And uh, they go to Vegas, like they're are they're they're um, they're leading <laughs> they them to, to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, and they're being led to. And uh, yes. what's funny is everybody's like that tracks. Like every <laughs> there's like several right. jokes. Well, of course, <laughs> sperm <laughs> monsters. Where yeah. are, where else are they going to go? Yeah, that's kind of one of the jokes in the, in the episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cirque du Soleil's uh, shows humanity gets a drop with the reference that they put on a great erotic performance. So uh, I like, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that the the show's very aware of the reputation that show has. Yeah. Um, uh, in the background of many scenes, you see the Luxor uh, beam go up, mm-hmm. uh, which I just thought was kind of really nice detail, right? They easily could have left that out and it literally wouldn't have mattered, but I like that they uh, they left that detail in. Um, of course, it's not like it's not geographically correct. No, you know, the episode is full of things that, you know, well, OK, it looks like Vegas, but it's clearly not Vegas. Right. And then they'll throw in something like that. That really is. Or, you know, they'll show the mirage. It actually says the mirage, you know, in different things. So they kind of mixed it up. Uh, so we see uh, like in front of Excalibur, there's these like ho- like these horse people, which is very on theme for Excalibur. Right. Um, and then the the monsters fly into a casino and on the front of the casino, I don't know if you saw this, Mark, the two things uh, advertise Russian roulette and loose slots were the two things that oh, this I didn't casino- notice that. <laughs> Russian roulette, Russian roulette. <laughs> and loose slots. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, they're advertised on the front of this casino. Um, the mon- When they're in the casino, the monsters are flying by some video poker machines. Um, they go outside. They fly by the Mirage, like you said. The banner on the Mirage is advertising the Sultan of Swoon, the man, the myth, the musical. I don't know what yeah. that is. I don't um, yeah, I it's... don't know if that's a show I want to see. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, um, uh, they had the musical advertised there, and then finally, uh, the the scene, the episode sort of ends with them uh, at Luxor fighting these monsters. Cirque du Soleil performers and other Vegas stereotypes are like helping fight them. Uh, and then the, 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 I'm not going to even spoiler or no spoiler. I'm not touching on how the episode ends, but, um, yeah, the, I, I watched the whole season thinking, I wonder if we're going to get a gambling reference this year. Um, and, uh, we didn't really get a true gambling reference, but enough Vegas there that I thought it was worth it. Oh that. yeah. I mean the, like the last third is just all Vegas. So yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, uh, new season, Ted Lasso season two came out recently. I was, uh, I'm still waiting them, waiting for them to acknowledge sports betters in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they have not at all. Have they not? Even no, a little bit, yeah. not even a no. little bit. And they've yeah. done such a good job at poking fun of or acknowledging just about every other sort of UK England stereotype, yeah. um, or cult, part of the piece of culture that America, but like they haven't touched on and being that this is a show about a sports team yeah um i'm kind of surprised that they haven't um you know haven't touched on it but the one gambling reference or one gambling scene that we get is in episode nine of season two uh the episode's called beard after hours uh coach beard goes on his own little venture for an episode uh and he's joined by the three gentlemen that we constantly see at the bar you know watching the game they go out with him. They go to a really nice, um, I don't even know what you, what you would call it. It's not it's a, a club. It's like a private it's a club. club. There we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. They sneak their way in. They get in there. Uh, and the guys are playing pool with some English folk. And they uh, they end up uh, accepting a bet for 20 quid, which I really, I always love it when uh, the word quid gets thrown out there. It's sort of like our, uh, it's like our version of bucks, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and 
there's a bit of a not there's a bit of a bluff from coach beard in like trying to hold face and he, he tries to lie about who he is so that way he doesn't uh reveal that they don't really belong there he pulls it off they end up playing pool um and the guys uh they pull off a little a, a nice little trick no look trick shot to win the first game and then uh, it goes on. You learn later that they that they won plenty. So yeah, uh, yeah, little little wager action at the at the pool table, which is nice because I feel like that's a um, I, I feel like you know we always talk about easily easy uh, easy places for shows and t- uh, shows and movies to insert some sort of gambling scene. Poker is obviously our go to, right? Just yeah, they're yeah. playing cards, but I feel like pool is really close to that, right? It's really easy to get a couple people playing rec- a recreational game of pool. Uh, and put a little money on it, right? Yeah, that is true. Almost every time that pool is referenced in, on TV or in a movie, there's there's a wager associated with it. You don't normally see people just playing pool <laughs> casually in somebody's home every once right. in a while, but usually there's some money on the game, yeah. Uh, by the way, rocking my do for a win nice. shirt here. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to the guys good. that do for the win. Thank you. No. So Bogan, Bogan uh, with the theory that Apple's influence on the show might be why, I'm assuming this is in response to why gambling hasn't been brought up in Ted Lasso yet. That's possible, uh, sure. Yeah, uh, it is possible, which is interesting because uh, I'm sure Apple is like a year away from launching their own sports book. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding, <laughs> right? That's see. probably yeah. the mantra. One other thing in that episode as well, too, at the beginning. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Coach Beard is sort of drowning his sorrows at the pub, and the three you know fans uh, come up, soccer fans come up. And they're starting to chat with him and they want to ask him some questions. He says, yeah, you can ask me anything as long as you don't talk about the game. They just had a, a big loss. Have you ever been to Vegas? What's Ted like behind closed doors? How do you cope knowing the universe is infinite, but your consciousness can end in a second? I've been to Vegas many times. One night is good. Two nights is perfect. Three is too many. Ted is a man. Just a man. And as for the fragility of life, I'm so glad someone finally asked. Because, yeah... I got a few thoughts. And one of the guys asks, have you ever been to Vegas? And then oh, there are a few right. more questions. And uh, Beard responds, I've been to Vegas many times. One night is good. Two nights is perfect. Three is too many. And uh, I mean, that's great. It's a great line. I kind of agree with that. You know, the, yes. the times that I've gone three nights, it's like, uh, maybe I could have done without that, that, that last day trying to get on a plane or get in the car. It's a little rough. I have gone to a. Um, I absolutely agree when you're talking about the recreational part of your trip, right? Yes. So yes, yes, yes. When there's other things for me to do, I've been right. to Vegas enough where it's really easy for me to separate the two. Yeah. But yeah, once it's once we're in, hey, we're here to party and gamble. Yeah, three nights, you're like hoofda. <laughs> exactly but i understand like this last trip you were G- g2e the you yeah. know the whole last part and yeah that's a whole different uh, animal so there's yep. a ch- there's a chance that i when i go to Zorkfest that i actually go out a few days early to do something similar not not I mean, there's no conference or anything but i might do some like work related stuff and like okay. in my head i've thought of it first three days head down work stuff and then once once that's done uh get down and start partying yeah, uh, by partying i mean sitting at the craft table for, yeah sure yeah, yeah ordering an ipa maybe right. sitting doing some fight face up yep yes oh mark i can't wait um, i know oh yeah. i and again i i apologize to all of our listeners uh because we just can't commit at this point uh you know dr mike even this last episode you know it was later than we intended but uh he's had some more tests it's just you know he's exhausted and anyway we would love to get out there for Zorkfest. fest we'll see i'm sure i speak on behalf of everybody in the community though awesome to hear you guys putting out episodes again uh, i me too thank you yeah <laughs> yep yep um and it's <laughs> i don't know when to expect them anymore so yeah. it's like ah, a new episode <laughs> here it comes <laughs> um all right uh, Rick and Morty, Ted Lasso, onto the guild. Now, this is one that I made note of um, months ago, and I've been um, I had been holding it for an episode like this. And then when I get was preparing for this episode, I was like, "Wait, have I talked about this?" It was so long ago that I made the note that I could remember. I was like, 
clearly I've spoken about this before. Okay, yeah. Um, the Guild was uh, is a was a online uh, sort of web series, uh, maybe like a decade ago or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, put on by, of course, uh, I'm not going to remember her name. Uh, Felicia Day uh, Felicia is a Day. creator mm-hmm. uh, of it, and um, it's a it's a very nerdy episode or nerdy show. It's about a uh, a group of World of Warcraft gamers that are that are a part of a guild and they slowly start sort of meeting and interacting with each other in real life and then it still holds the theme of nerd nerddom and world of warcraft and stuff um and i watched the whole thing i i rewatched it thinking will i find a gambling reference in this and i found two mark yeah uh found two season two episodes two and uh i'm sorry uh season two episodes nine and ten uh and they're very short episodes they're like five to eight minutes long very short episodes um the episodes are called Grouping Up and Socializing Sucks. Episode 9, the guys are hanging out, doing a little guys night in uh, while the, the women do their own thing. And Yeah, because uh, the game is actually down. They've taken the game. Yes. To, the, it's like a two-hour delay the game right. is down while they're they can't, you know, they can't play world of so warcraft can't play right yeah yeah which is normally what they would be doing uh, do they ever it, actually name say world of warcraft on the never. show yeah i didn't think so so you know it's a it's a you know multiplayer online yeah uh, role-playing game but uh, th- yeah they just call it the game i think yeah I think they were like they use a lot of the common like they use the words paladin and barbarian and stuff that obviously yeah. uh, Blizzard wouldn't have rights. But yeah, they don't actually say Wow or World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think it is just called the game every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Blades goes to set up his console on a TV. It's not going to work because it's an old school TV and the console's not working. They learn how to they learn it's a black and white TV. And finally, Blades pulls out a deck of cards and he's like, "How about we macho up and play some poker?" And the guys think it's a great idea. And they're like, what site should we log on to? And immediately <laughs> run to their computers to play online poker. And Blades is like, no, like with the the, the paper cards. Like, yeah. I, uh, So I thought it was funny that, uh, of course, gamers would immediately default to uh, the online version. The final case made for playing online, Mark, was the interface is better. It's cleaner. And we don't have to look at each other. Those were the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the final case made. I think a lot of gamers would go for that. Yes, absolutely. That's, those are good reasons. Uh, episode 10 this sort of uh this that storyline sort of drags in and becomes sort of the b story for the entire uh for the entire episode yeah the, the episode it's almost like watching a single episode right it just yeah it, it you know it just picks up where the previous one left off right yeah, yeah. when you're watching it it'll break and say episode 9 episode 10 whatever because these were like five to seven minute long web yeah. episodes right but that, like when you watch it on netflix and stuff like one season's consolidated into one one show or like one play right yeah, yeah um blade starts listing possible uh oh yeah the internet has become a problem uh they can't get on it for some reason um and so they're they're forced to play analog poker well blades- it's you know blades has actually so it turns out uh that uh Bork was actually stealing internet from his neighbor that's right and so blades goes over the neighbor helps the neighbor encrypt the wi-fi and so it forces so yeah suddenly they can't get on the internet so this is blades idea of forcing them to actually play a real you know a live game with real cards and he lists he starts listing possible games and he's like uh texas hold'em five card stud and zabu immediately goes stud stud five card stud because we're we're studs we're stud. <laughs> <laughs> he, he immediately drawn to the word stud yeah um and then they end up playing blades thought he could clean up just being like sort of the ringer of the <laughs> of this and um uh i keep on i always forget the, the yeah, vork uh, uh vork um uh uses like i don't know if the math was right but it like uses some analytics to like decipher what hand blades has and, and ends up beating him in a big pot and, uh I, yeah and and so yeah blades is real upset i i try i did the math but you can't really tell what game they are playing at the right, end it's right. not stud because they're they're holding five cards so it seems more like it's draw yeah i and, assumed it was draw yeah and so zork is saying well i knew you had to you know get a four to make your straight and i had three of the fours so you had a 1.8 chance of eight percent chance of uh getting your straight and i'm thinking okay it's pretty close except i don't know how many cards everyone's seen anyway (laughs) i went to the trouble of trying to see and it was close so okay well props to them for being close then on the map rather than just winging it right yeah (laughs) Um, so that's the guild. Uh, if you heard it and you're like, holy smokes, that sounds super nerdy. It is super nerdy. But I will say, if you are that kind of nerd, you will absolutely enjoy this show. 
Um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Felicia Day is sort of the queen, queen of the nerds. She yes. works for Nerdist. Um, she's been very popular with like uh, Joss Whedon and the stuff that he's done. Mm -hmm. um, and if you really like that kind of thing, uh, basically uh, online uh, gaming, that kind of thing. Um, again, this show is about a decade old since then. There, 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 it was sort of a precursor to a couple other shows. One is Mystic Quest, mm -hmm. which is on Apple TV Plus, and uh, Dead Pixels, which is a British oh, show. That one. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. Dead Pixels is uh, very funny, uh, especially the first season. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, check those out as well. Very good. Uh, moving on to more uh, nerddom in a way, Disenchantment, um, which was um, uh, Matt Groening, right? Yeah, Matt Groening's... Groening, um, but yes. Oh, is it pronounced Groening? Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, my Matt God. I, you're the first person to correct me, and I'm pretty sure I've been saying it that way my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> yep. Okay, yeah. Matt Groening uh, of Simpsons, Futurama... Yep. Uh, animation everywhere fame um this is uh it's of a sort of fantasy like uh tale where there's princesses and elves and orcs and stuff like that um uh if you're a matt graining fan you'll appreciate that it looks like a matt graining animation yeah. but i think you kind of have to still be in, into that kind of subject matter to find it like i was watching it and i was like I'm entertained because I like this kind of stuff, but I don't think it's entertaining for someone who's not. Yeah, I agree with you. So if you if you look at Simpsons, Futurama, Disenchantment, um, Simpsons, of course, a classic. Futurama is just an incredibly funny show. I mean, really, it is so easy to go back and watch some of these. It's hilarious. Disenchantment, not maybe as enjoyable and funny, although I think it's, well... It's definitely closer to Futurama than it is to The Simpsons. Absolutely. Just so, but um, yeah, I, 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 I'd kind of half-heartedly recommend it, which I think is what you're doing too, just kind of the general yeah, public. Yeah, right. Uh, Futurama, by the way, for as popular and enjoyed as it is, I still think it's one of the more underrated animation shows that we've gotten in, in my lifetime. It, isn't that funny that it's, un it's still underrated? It Everybody... Really yeah, I, I haven't met one person who said that they like watched it and didn't enjoy it. Yeah, great. Right? Show. Like, yeah, it's yeah. um, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, first episode. I haven't uh, um uh first episode, very top of the episode. Uh, the princess is in a card game. Uh, she um uh she calls it. She calls an all in uh using her crown, which I thought was funny. That's how yeah. she called the all in. Took the crown yeah. off her head. And then her opponent has two pair and she and uh she claims to have three me's. She had two princess cards and herself. Like that. <laughs> she's like right. there's three and yeah, she, she counts one, two, me. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then uh she clearly does it just to create a ruckus because she throws down a beer, <laughs> hops underneath the table, and starts a, and like helps start a brawl inside the yeah. tavern. So yeah. uh but yeah, a little little poker scene there uh at the top of that episode. Uh Mark, I don't know if you saw I don't know if I can't remember if I mentioned this in our DMs, but I did tweet about it. Uh Bounty just put out a commercial uh with a slight gambling reference into it. Yeah. Um guy wins the lottery, they're watching the lottery, the lotto numbers being announced on uh, the television, uh, the guy gets excited. They've won, and he he manages to both drop his lotto ticket and then also knock over his beverage at the same yeah. time. Because you know, if there's one thing where I'm ex where it's, when I've realized I've won the lot, the first thing I want to do is let go of the ticket, right? Of sure. course, you just want to just, just throw it as far as you can away from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Bounty. I, I learned that the 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 takeaway from this commercial, Mark, is that Bounty not only can pick up the mess quickly. But you actually have lightning reflexes that allow you to clean up the mess before the liquid can reach your lotto ticket. That's the real takeaway. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, before you even mentioned this commercial, we were watching TV and the commercial came on. And I turned to my wife and I said, why don't you just pick up the ticket? You know, why go for the bounty and try to, you know, prevent the spill from getting to the ticket? Just pick up the ticket. Yeah, uh, it's it's actually a series of ads that Bounty puts out with a similar kind of thing where something yes. gets knocked over and it's about to ruin things. And even though logically it, they don't make much sense, I have a feeling they're pretty effective ads. Just, oh, sure. You know, they're, you know, they're kind of funny. And, and uh, you know, that when the, the liquid is getting closer to whatever it's going to ruin, you know, there's some the suspense. <laughs> the, the part of the episode that, uh, oh, by the way, uh, 
Jana? Jana. Jana? How do you think that's Jana. pronounced? Jana. Jana. Uh-huh. Oh, you, do yeah. you know Jana? Do you, you say it like as ja- if you... Yeah, Jana has called into our show many times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, very good. Well, hello, yeah. Jana. Yes, you did catch us live. Um, the part of that, the part of those commercials that actually like kind of speak to me, the part of like, tell, show me how this actually, like, give me something useful, is when they're showing the piece of uh, the uh, the paper towel up against the edge and how it's not <laughs> laid. That's, I'm like, yes, that's what I need to know. That's mm-hmm. what I need to know. Because uh, yep. no, one, no one has time to do that big swoop. All we're trying to do is try to keep the liquid from spilling over the side of the counter, right? That's really what we're all trying to do yep. at first. So. Yeah, yeah very, it's probably a very effective ad. Uh, well, I would think so because, again, they continue to put out ads, very similar ads to that. All right. Uh, la- so, Mark, I told you this was going to be a quick episode. Yeah, we're um, flying through it. We're flying through it. Uh, we're getting to one that I think is probably going to have a little bit more discussion, though. Uh, Squid Game. Squid Game has um, not, not well, I'll say in a Tiger King-like fashion, like quickly sort of became this show that everybody was talking about, or it seemed a lot of people were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, it was one of those shows I had to watch just to know, right? Yeah, I, like sure. It was one thing, like, let me watch 10, 15 minutes at least, so I kind of have an idea of like what these people are talking about. And I started watching it, and I started, I enjoyed the first episode, and uh, like I normally do, I decided to cancel the rest of my plans for the next couple of days and just watch this show. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter around the internet on the accuracy of subtitles, the accuracy of the, of the dubbing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I, I don't want to call it controversy, but some, but, you know, uh, conflict a little bit there on, you know, should, should have that, could have that been better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, it, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's a game. I, I, it's a, it's based on a set of games that participants play, and very, it's very much like in a Hunger Games fashion. Um, you know, losing is bad, <laughs> and uh, there's a big prize at the end. Um, how far did you end up making it? I know you said so, you thought uh, episode four was going to be your, and that was it. So I've seen okay. the first four. There's nine, I believe, altogether. Yes. And I've seen the first four. And yeah, this is a great example of a show that Netflix really did not promote. Yeah, This was a word of mouth success story. And it just shows how great content, and I, I think it's a good show. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, you put out great content, it'll find its audience. And really, this was all just a word of mouth thing. And, and it was huge. And yeah, Tiger King is kind of a good comparison, although Tiger King certainly benefited from the very beginning of uh, the pandemic, yes. you know, but um, yeah, uh, quite a phenomenon. Uh, but yeah, I'm through episode four. So still so got ways to go on those. I started watching it. And one of the reasons why I, I committed to watching the whole thing quickly is it opens with the guy at the racetrack. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, Oh, there's going to be gambling in this show. <laughs> well, now it's a work thing. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cancel my plans. I got to do this for the pot. It's for the content, yep. right? Yep. Um, uh, so uh, I I recorded, I think, four episodes. No, five episodes. I have some sort of gambling reference or uh, or mention. Yep. Episode one, we see him at the horse track. Um, uh, this is a uh, he he ends up uh, when I think he did a did he do a um uh exacta is that right gosh get, i'm trying to even remember now he gets an exacta uh, i believe um yeah he gets the one and two horse i think he gets the exacta right and then okay. i think like his friend didn't believe him and it didn't bet it's one of those things yeah yeah and he ends up he ends up getting all this sort of money and then he gets robbed on his way out of the building and yeah. again people don't count your money in public places uh don't like don't do any like if you get a lot of money in any situation do your best to both protect. Now he was being a nice guy, and then uh, got um, got Jack. Like she, you know, a, a professional thief got him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like uh, in uh, California Split where they're just like counting money and, and being arrogant. Well, you know, it. It, still though, like you said, if California Split and Mississippi Grind and all those films have taught us anything, it's like you said. You know, get to your car quickly. Certainly, don't flash the money. Yep. Be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> The um, we uh, later we see him in a subway. 
Uh, I'm going to try to, because I know a lot of people probably haven't seen this yet. I'm sure it's a, a show that people kind of have on their list of two. Yeah, see. it's a so, new enough show. Yeah, we yeah, can't so, spoil too much. Yeah, yeah. so I, I will, uh, even though we've decided to not be so uh, conservative on spoilers, I will in this uh, this case. Um, he ends up playing uh, a little game with a guy in a subway. Uh, a very odd uh, wager situation. Uh, they have two, uh, they have two like uh, little pieces uh like little square pieces one's on the ground and the other one thro- like tries to slam it like pogs almost kind of like pog yeah yeah and if it flips uh if you get the one on the ground to flip you win the wager and uh if the main character won he got uh um ten thousand um one uh, one mm-hmm. and if he <laughs> if he lost he got slapped in the face yeah. <laughs> let me tell you mark if I was playing a game against someone who I didn't mind uh, roughing up a little bit, no. and I knew I had a little bit of an edge, <laughs> I might play that a few times to get a couple slaps in. <laughs> you, okay, so you would play it if you were the slapper. Right, right. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm playing. He he stuck that out and played it for a while. Yeah. You well, saw me was... twice. I'm done. Yeah, he was. He needed the money. He did need the money. It's true. I mean, that's uh, that's the, definitely the theme of the theme of the show. Yep. Um, the uh wait um man these notes were not as comprehend um uh actually that's it for uh, there's there's a couple other um um yep there's a couple other uh sort of little nuances but i won't get into uh get into this like i don't want to get too much into uh the plot of the show episode two um they uh another character that there's casino goons that have come after him uh which i thought it was there's there's a side character who is away from the game and he's like trying to strike a deal with some uh with some other criminals and they reference the casino and then they send the goons from the casino and i was like do casinos have goons sort of thing i don't know uh, i don't know maybe <laughs> episode six there's a marble game um and uh there it brings on an aspect of wagering uh some of the players are end up playing a game where uh you hold a certain number of marbles in your hand and then the other person hold, like unknown to the other player you uh you rolled an, you hold an unknown number of marbles in your hand the other player holds an unknown number of marbles that they're wagering and then they guess how many they guess odd or even on the number of marbles in your hand. Okay. And if they are incorrect, they give up the marbles they wagered. If they are correct, you have to cough up the uh, an amount equal to how much they wagered. Okay. So if I have four in my hand and uh, and I have I'm wagering two and I guess even, uh, then you owe me two marbles. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little right. little fun little child little little child, kids game. game yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, another set of players end up playing an all or nothing game. One thing I really like about um, is all or nothing. That's a gambling reference, right? This is something sure. I've been thinking about this for a while. Like we use it so casually in in society that I was like, is there another aspect of life where all or nothing could have rooted from? And I don't think there is. I think it has to come from a gambling yeah, scenario, I guess right? when the term is used in everyday life, it might mean a lot of different things. All or nothing, you know, I kind of think of double or nothing. D- certainly right. double or nothing is yes. a gambling reference. And maybe all or nothing kind of came from that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> these are the things I think about, Mark. Yep. These yep. are the things I think about. <laughs> um the uh going on to episode seven um there are some big wigs uh that are um uh that are you know observers of the game they bet money on this um something that i thought hunger games would have gotten more into and i entered and and i you know we talked about hunger games a few months ago about how at a, in a brief moment, you can see the odds board, which I thought was a cool little touch. Yeah, but yeah. then I was disappointed that they didn't actually talk about any of the people in the capital or anything actually wagering on the game or on, on the, the Hunger Games. Um, but there's a similar dynamic here, and those people are wagering on the game, uh, on the Squid Game. It's actually pretty... It's it, it, I appreciated the banter between these characters on who they're betting on and why and why one guy's pissed off one of his characters and stuff like that so um 
there is a there is a good scene in episode seven that sort of has this i think episode seven might be the best episode uh of the series okay um a guy ends up um uh there's a scene where a guy has to choose a, a penny like a like a over like a you know like a penny like you would put, i don't know what else we, would, we would call them pennies in like sports we're like we oh call those okay. pennies but i don't uh-huh. know what they're actually called i got you um, like a kind of like a vest like a i mean just yeah it's like a, a tank top or... right kind of like a tank yeah. top looking okay. thing anyways it has yeah 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 one guy chooses seven and he ends up saying lucky number seven as he's pulling it i thought that was a. Uh, um and then episode nine calling uh call, um calling back to these uh these people that are like observing and wagering on the game one guy makes the the statement uh you bet on horses we bet on humans okay. um yeah. which i thought was uh yeah so uh which was a, a nice little culmination of um uh, of the show now uh you're probably like you know it says squid games um in the episode title and i know that was a very brief look at it um but again it's it's new enough and i know people want to watch it um and to expand on some of those scenes would to give away a few things that um are actually a bit suspenseful in the episodes that yeah. they're in so yeah. um yeah uh, one additional thing i'll say Please. here is that uh, there's this giant piggy bank that kind of gets filled up with money and when the money is going in, it is slot machine sound effects. When you listen to it, yeah. it's that ding, 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 almost like coins being dropped. And I want to say, at least the first time I saw it, that it really was from a real slot. I'll have to go back and listen to it again. Okay. But it definitely has a slot machine sound to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's mm-hmm. uh, I watched all nine episodes, and I did not pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I do recommend Squid Game. I recommend yeah. that if you, I recommend watching the first episode, and if you're intrigued, I think you'll enjoy the series. Yeah, and you yeah. know, just a warning that it is violent. So yes. you know, if you do have some trouble with violence, maybe it's not for you. So yeah, they, there's they make no qualms about that. Yep. Um, and I think that's it. I think it's. I think that that's a wrap. That's um, and just over half an hour. I think that's that is among the the fastest. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yep. You were right. Yep. Um, the only question that I have about Squid Game, I know you haven't watched it yet, but uh, you've seen enough of the games played that I think I can ask this. Philosophically, if you were to actually try to place a wager on this, and don't think about this perfectly, just whatever comes to mind. Okay. Like, like what is like what is like the first type? Like, how would you try to handicap this at all? Like, I guess like if you were um like uh if you in you know, without even talking about which games are or anything, you have this big group of people. They have to play this random set of uh, of games, um, and maybe you know what some of the games are, maybe you're not. But like, you know, it's a survival type thing. Like, how would you handicap it? And oh, okay, you're ready to you're already ready to answer. Well, I, gonna, I mean, I was you know, give my thoughts while you thought while you give you a chance to think. But go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, when you said survival, it's very it, in some ways it's similar to the game Survivor, the TV show. Yeah. when they go through these physical challenges and a lot of times the physical challenges favor the young uh in some cases uh it favors the men if it's you know strength related that kind of thing uh in other t- other times it favors uh people who are good at puzzles so you could say the intelligence i would say based on what i've seen so far them being children game even though they're children's games it seems to have been more physical. At least the games I've seen have been a more physical thing. So I would, you know, bet on the younger people for sure. Even though obviously in a TV show, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know who went, lives or dies. I'm not even going to say, yeah. you know, any of the characters. Yeah. But you know, it's a TV show, so you're rooting for certain people, and yeah. you know, there's probably a good chance those people are going to survive. But if it were real life, well, first of all, I'd call the cops, <laughs> and then I would think, I think I'll wager on the young people uh there's a literal squid game going on in my uh my backyard um yeah can someone can someone come look at this uh so i thought so the same way that i thought about knowing that it is like a survival of the fittest in a way right he said there is some intelligence there youth and strength clearly has a benefit but it's almost like you want to find like the person who fits those but isn't the most of all of those right because you because They, they become a threat to everybody else, right? So, like a lot, like in the Hunger Games, the District One and Two people were clear front runners, which made them targets, right? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And so uh, I thought about this. I was like, like, it would, who knows how much information you would get for, about any of these people before being able to place a wager, but like being able to assess who looks young, capable, and looks like they have a good he- uh, head on their shoulders that is maybe un, uh, like n- less obvious than, than some other ones. So, uh, well, and any- you know, if I can pull it back to Survivor, the TV show again, too, uh, there are a lot of comparisons there because you could be the smartest, you could be the best at these physical challenges. But yeah, then it puts a target on your back. And it's ultimately a game uh, of, you know, social interaction. And so you'll get voted off if people think that you're a threat, unless you just, you know, can, you're just a monster when it comes to the physical and the and the mental. Yeah. So, yeah, and again, I, I haven't seen all of Squid Game, but the contestants, they don't know what's coming next. And right. I don't know what's coming next. And so I don't know what twists and turns are going to be there. So, you know, it's, it's certainly not a perfect handicapping. The, um, the games are, I think what makes this interesting because I think they do a good job of being clever about how to survive the game. And that's, and that's what I'm enjoying about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, a quick one here. Mark and I will be back uh, next month. We're probably going to record a little sooner, I think. So, Mark, if you're okay with this, that way we don't have to worry about the holiday stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Probably record something directly between, like, just shortly after Thanksgiving. That works. Okay. That's a month from now. That's exactly a yeah. month from now. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll be back with a month for episodes luck three and four. Um, I haven't seen them, and I'm assuming since the first two episodes filled up an episode, I'm assuming the second two will again. I think so too. The more you think, yeah. And yep. uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Three and four for luck. Sounds good. Yep. yep. And then following that, we'll probably hit an, uh, another pair of movies. It's been a while since we've okay, done some yeah, movies. Okay. Yeah. That's so. good. 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 Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mark, thanks for us hanging out with me, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, doing this again with you. And and yep. I hope, hope we'll see you in Vegas next month for, oh, for Zorkfest. So too. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. All right. That was fun. I like doing, I like, uh, I like covering those sort of random moments where it's like, hey, there's gambling. Uh, and as we mentioned, Luck Episodes 3 and 4 is what we'll be covering next time. Uh, and then we'll start off 2022 covering a couple more movies. Um, yeah, I'm glad everybody enjoys these. I always get a positive response uh, when we do these, so I'm glad everybody's uh, enjoying it. Some people have uh, mentioned that Mark doing these regular uh, episodes is what's brought them over to from You Can Bet On That over to The Better Life. So uh, welcome all of you. Thank you for, for hopping on. Hopefully, hopefully the other content's just as enjoyable. Um, yeah, 2021 coming to an end. Couple things happening before the end of the year, though. First of all, uh, I know the 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 update on this November meetup continues to become more dire as the weeks go. Uh, pretty much to the point where I don't think I'm going to Rocky Cap anymore. Uh, for a number of reasons, the main one being just ended up being a day that no one could really do it. Um, and uh it looks like there's some other things that might compete for my attention that weekend anyhow so i'm just calling it not gonna be there um oh well give him my best shot where i will be though is Zorkfest at the plaza december 17 and 18 put on by travel zork and uh this keeps on i'm keep on getting more and more excited about this so uh, the part of it that I am participating in, the podcaster potluck and the Better Life live performance, uh, that'll be on December 18 uh, in the afternoon, 1 p.m. local time. Podcaster potluck will uh, will feature uh, Scott of Vital Vegas, Julian of Vegas Confessions, Julia of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, and it'll be hosted and uh, sort of featured by the Plaza Pod, the On the Corner of Main Street podcast with lisa melmed will be hosting and then of course jonathan jostle uh and i believe gary i think gary might actually be on the on the panel as well i'm not sure about it but i i know that uh lisa's hosting it and jonathan will be uh on the panel as well it's gonna be really it's gonna focus on vegas uh and through the lens of travel a bit uh it's where julia comes in um and you know i mean just right there i mean there's there's endless conversations that we could have be had about vegas but um, attendees uh, that are interested in Vegas, um, both sort of things to do, things not to do, things to take advantage of in town, 
um, and just and just maybe common banter that you might expect from the likes of Jonathan and Scott, uh, you're really going to enjoy this. Following that, it'll be following that, 2 p.m. Better Life live performance. Uh, there will be up to three guests joining me. I know the the my inability to be able to confirm all three participants. I know is kind of annoying, but um, for the sake of being transparent, I'm being honest that um, that these that I, I can't confirm a couple of these people. But I also want people to know where the value may like like if you're interested in at least one of these people, I think you'll enjoy it even if that person doesn't show up. If that makes sense, those three people are my good friend Gil Alexander, host of a numbers game and host of the Beating the Book podcast. He's a conf- he's a confirmed participant. Uh, my better half, Mr. Rosenthal, uh, probably. Uh, looking forward to chatting with Eric, and then. Uh, Mark Duvall from You Can Bet on That is a maybe. It's one of those, if if him and Dr. Mike make it out and they w- have not been able to confirm that, I don't think we'll know maybe until the week of. But if they're there, if Mark is in town, he will be on that panel. Um, and so depending on the dynamic, and this is where it's going to be interesting, depending on the dynamic, we could have uh, something that talks about, uh, we could be sports betting heavy, we could be casino gaming heavy, it could be a fair balance across the board. What I can tell you is that if you're a gambler, uh, you're going to want to show up because uh, these conversations with these gentlemen are when I get some of the most insight from them. And a platform like that is where things that maybe don't normally come up might. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So um, that's happening. And if you're going to be in Vegas, I can't talk. I'm, 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 I can't uh, talk about the specifics yet. But next week's episode, I will. But if you're going to be in Vegas, and for some reason, am not or you're not going to Zorkfest, you may. Watch well, this. You you will be able to attend uh, podcasters potluck and the Better Life Live performance with a separate admission. Uh, more details on that next week, though. That'll bring us to next week's show. Looking forward to it. Lisa Melmond, 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 who I just uh, just referred to. She's hosting podcaster potluck. She's going to be on the Better Life next week. Talking about her experience at Plaza, her experience in Vegas, being in the industry, stuff like that. Looking at things through a marketing lens. That'll be interesting. And then also, we'll, uh, Michael Traeger will come on and sort of do a preview of Zorkfest. For any of you that have been sort of on the fence, not sure, uh, we're going to hear it straight from uh, the coordinator, the event planner, event coordinator, the, the origin's mouth on what it is we can expect at Zorkfest, why you should go, and what's being offered for those who maybe aren't showing, who aren't attending Zorkfest, how you can still get into Podcast or Potluck and the Better Life Live. The only thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate about those two programs, the Podcast or Potluck and the Better Life Live, they are going to be recorded. We are going to capture that audio, but they are not going to be immediately released into everybody's feed. In fact, I don't know when or how long it'll take for us to decide to do that. And of course, that being, we want people in the room. Um, And I think there's something, uh, I think we might be able to strike better conversation knowing that it's being had specifically for a live audience and not just uh, a capture and release. That was a weird way of saying uh, capture and release is definitely referring to other stuff, but, uh, you know, audio capture and then release into a feed. Okay, that's Zorkfest. Travel, travelzork.com slash Zorkfest for information on the rest of um, Zorkfest, the event. But that's my part of it. So that's the part that I like speaking to. I will be in Vegas December 15th. That's why I'm getting in. And I'll be there, I believe, through the 20th. Right now, the plan is for me to get in the 15th, stay till the 20th. I'm at Plaza the whole time. And I can tell you right now, unless there's something truly compelling or really uh something unless there's something that's really going to pull me out of downtown and onto the strip i'll be downtown the entire time i'm going to get in i'm checking in in at the plaza but as soon as i check in the plaza i have nothing to do until i leave other than zork fest and gamble that's what i'm there for 
if you're going to be in town early, uh, Zorkfest or not, if you're going to be in town that weekend and you're going to be there for those first couple days prior to, so like the 15th and the 16th, one of those nights, I'm going to wander over to the Legacy Club. I'm going to throw on my smoking jacket. I'm going to grab a cocktail and have a cigar. Whether you like cigars or not, you're welcome to come join me for a cocktail, You can whatever it may be. Uh, just make sure you pack some good shoes. You make sure you sort of dress to impress. They do enforce a dress code uh, going up there. Uh, DM me if you're going to be around and you're, you're interested in hanging out with me uh, at Legacy Club one of those nights. I don't know which night it's going to be yet. Uh, it'll be the night of the 15th or night of the 16th. 17th is all Zorkfest. 18th is all Zorkfest. 19th is probably recover from a, uh, a long week in Vegas and then uh, out the 20th. I think that's it. I think I've covered everything that I need to uh, cover. Thank you for everybody who uh, who are participating in Better Santa. Some of the items that are being included are, have already started coming in, so I'm really excited about getting ahead of this thing. Uh, I should be able to curve this, the, the supply chain issues and get everything to everybody so that way you can put these underneath your tree and enjoy or however it is you celebrate the holidays. Maybe you're just going to open them when you get them. That's fine too. Um, that form that I'm sending out to people to get an idea, to, to learn a little bit more about you as a gambler, to know what sort of set of items you might be interested in, that's coming out in the next few days. Bettermerch.com is where you can find merchandise from The Better Life. I do apologize. That is currently not the link at the website. So if you go to my website, thebetterlife.us, click on online store or merch, what, what, I think it's online store, it brings you to another page where it has most of the stuff, but it doesn't have all the stuff. Bettermerch.com is the website that's being directly updated from my from Shopify, which I, which I use for inventory and stuff like that. So that's the better, <laughs> that's the better website to use. Everything that I said was on sale is still on sale. The hoodies, the, um, the, I drink and I throw things shirts. Those are still on sale. Uh, so if you were interested in the, uh, the struggles, real video poker hoodies, those are on sale for 25 bucks. The, I drink and I throw things shirts are on sale for, I think it's $7 and $7 and 77 cents for the white shirts and 10 bucks for the black shirts. Um, those are, they'll, they'll probably be remain on sale, uh, for the remainder of the month. Um, uh, so that way I can, uh, cycle through some new, uh, cycle through my inventory while I get some new items in. All right. I think that's it. Looking at my notes here, I'm not missing anything. Talked about uh, Zorkfest, Better Merch, Better Santa, Rocky Gap likely not happening. All, all but not happening. I can all but guarantee that I'm not going on that on the 19th. Um, and that's it. Good luck, everybody, with all your bets. Good luck at the casino if you head over there. Thank you so much for listening. I truly do appreciate everybody's support. Patreon.com slash The Better Life is where you can uh, support the show with a monthly pledge. I drop new little uh, what we call side bets every day, a little short little episode covering some aspect of gambling or casino or sports betting, something like that. Uh, thank you, everybody, who supports me there. On behalf of Mark Duvall, I am Timothy Lawson. Good night and good luck. Good luck.